I got to see where I'd be in a few years from now. And that was the most profound thing to me, to actually get hands-on experience. So I know what I'm looking forward to. I know what it's gonna be like when I go into the medical field. That was Ayana Fernandez, a high achieving high school senior with aspirations of becoming a surgeon. Over the last few months, she and more than 60 other New York City teens have been shadowing healthcare professionals at different hospitals within Northwell Health. Not only a unique experience, these paid internships are part of a new program from the city's Department of Education called Future Ready NYC. Welcome to 20-Minute Health Talk. I'm Sandra Lindsay. I recently sat down with two participants of this exciting new program, Ayana and Saravi, after one of their rotations at Lennox Health Greenwich Village. Also joining us was Northwell's Vice President for Workforce and Community Education, Brian Akar, who helps to oversee the program. I was so excited to speak with this trio about Future Ready NYC. Hearing from these two amazing young ladies, I could feel their passion. And that, I believe, will fuel their success well into the future. My hope is that they inspire other young people to dream big, seek out these programs, and make the best of their opportunities. So let's jump into it. Here is my conversation with Ayana Saravi and Brian Akar. Welcome to 20 Minute Health Talk. Thanks for having us. So, Brian, talk to us about Future Ready NYC. How does Northwell fit into this? Absolutely. So, Future Ready NYC is really a signature initiative of the mayor's office. There's the student pathway program that they've outlined, and it's really a two-pronged program. One prong is really about apprenticeships. The other prong is Future Ready NYC. And what Future Ready is, is it takes into consideration the whole high school, right? So we have ninth and 10th grade. They focus on career exploration for four high schools that we've adopted, right? We have health professions, international, uh, urban assembly, and uh, international. And then 11th and 12th is focused on Spark Challenge, Work-Based Challenge, and then really our internship component. And that's where, you know, Saravi and Ayana, they've been a part of. And so from April 3rd through May 26th, each school will be going through kind of, we've kind of broken them up into two-week cohorts where they will be, they will have like the EMS rotation. They will have a, a healthcare roundtable rotation, which is really comprised of the lab and other areas within the health system. And then they have this nursing component. We've given students an opportunity who have already shown interest in a healthcare pathway to get rotational experience throughout a variety of areas in different parts of the health system. So it's not a typical internship. Right. No, no, no staples here. No, no, you know, just, you know, moving, removing staples and, 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 and making filing, copies and, and filing and, and things like that. None of, none of that here. So we have, so three sites have really been uh, hosts for the program. Lenox Hill, uh, Lenox Hill Hospital, Lenox Health Greenwich Village, 
and LIJ Forest Hills. Mm-hmm. Lenox Hill Hospital is the primary for the nursing rotation. The healthcare roundtable, it's been a blend of LIJ Forest Hills and Lenox Health Greenwich Village. And then the EMS rotation is a blend of Lenox Health Greenwich Village. And we've had, there's some other locations we've had there as well. So, um, Saravi and Ayana, you're getting your hands in there. You're getting a wealth of experience. I'd like to, I'd like to know more about you. So I'll start with Ayana. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you hear about this program, Future Ready NYC, and how did you get selected? Um, a little background on me. I've always been interested in the medical care field, um, There are programs in my school called medical assisting and medical assisting provides internship like things. And our school, they know that some of the science research kids, which is another um, program, don't get that opportunity. And someone who wants to be a doctor, that's like big. So you want to be a doctor? Yes, I do want to be a doctor, preferably surgery. So um, one of the guidance counselors really just came to us and you know, explained what this would be like and off, like off rip. I was like, Oh my God, I'd love to do that. They introduced us to this while we were in class. So it was kind of quick. And, um, I was like, I just hope I get selected. And months later I got the email from Chatterpaul saying that I got selected. And I was like, Oh my God, like they were like, congratulations. And I was really happy and excited about that. So it was really a quick process. It wasn't, um, they didn't explain it in depth. They just said that we would be shadowing doctors and that's what brought my attention to it. Doctors, nurses, things like that. So that's what brought me. So because of your interest in becoming a doctor, what kind of doctor would you like to become? So at first, when I was younger, I wanted to be a cardio, a cardiothoracic surgeon. Oh, big but time. Then I saw it was like 20 years of school. I was like, Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, recently I've been leaning more towards becoming an OBGYN because you get to follow your patients. And I feel like that's something that's very unique comes into the surgeon world like you can be a surgeon and you meet your patient a cut like a week before the surgery and you see them afterwards but you don't really follow that person and you don't you don't have the opportunity to create a real bond with that person especially when it comes with trust I feel like that's a big aspect in becoming an OBG or being an OBGYN and I really like that so that's what I'm that's what I'm interested in well, we have some maternal mortality issues here in America. So we need more OBGYNs of and color. one of color, you're right, and ones that our patients can trust. A hundred percent. So Saravi, tell us a little bit about Saravi. Um, so growing up, my mom, she's a nurse at Wyckoff Heights Hospital in Brooklyn. And my dad also works at Bellevue Hospital. So I've always you know, lived in a healthcare household and it's just, they both really inspire me, especially my mom. Um, Currently she works in labor and delivery and personally me, I want to be a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Um, I think I want to do this because I have also had mental health struggles. So I know that there's definitely some issues when it comes to like that field. And I want to make sure that People who struggle have someone to come to, someone to take care of them. Um, Yeah. Another great field as well. I mean, um, that's amazing that you're sharing your story and how that has influenced your decision. And you can never, you can never go wrong with nursing. And we need more people 
who care like you um, to deal with our mental health challenges that we're having. So, Brian, I know you have a, a you know, a rich background. Yeah. And <laughs> so I'd like to hear about that. Um, I know you most recently served as chief of staff for Northwell's president and CEO, Michael Dowlin. So tell us about that. And how did you get involved in this program? That's a great question. So currently I am the vice president of workforce and community education. Um, I really focus on, you know, initiatives such as this, right? When we're talking about uh, different pipelining for um, potential employees in the system, I am, you know, an attorney by trade and I was in private practice for a few years, worked in city government for a few years prior to coming to Northwell in 2016. And I actually started my career at North Shore University Hospital in the HR capacity. And then eventually I had, you know, this random opportunity to become, uh, you know, Michael Dowling's chief of staff. And this initiative came up from a, a contact that the, that the city had this initiative that Northwell should consider being a part of. You know, Michael's huge on education. You know, yes. one of the things he, he always talks about is, you know, you can change the circumstances of a kid from a family with education. And Absolutely. that was something that I really kind of took and ran with. And I took it a step further because, yes, it was, you know, you could change the circumstances of, of that kid, potentially their family, but I think about the impact that especially this type of generation has on others and that you could potentially impact a whole generation. Absolutely. And so I really wanted to be a part of that. And so, you know, lo and behold, this, this initiative kind of grew. We had our launch in September of 22 and we had a great, you know, initial kind of kickoff. And we are all just kind of navigating this whole, this whole process. And look, we've learned a lot throughout this. Um, but that's how I initially got involved in this. It was in my last role and thankfully in my, my new role now, uh, it's something I've been able to, to take with me, but it's been a lot of fun. So like me, I know you have a passion for mentorship. Yes. So I, I know that you're the right person for this role, but you mentioned pipeline programs, and I know that Northwell has the um, Medical Scholars Pipeline Program through Hofstra and also the uh, Northwell Scholars Program. So how is this similar or different? Do they intersect? It's a great, great point. So we have the, the Northwell Community Scholars um, Program is something under our community and population health. And that was something, you know, a few years ago, uh, the system, you know, Michael specifically was like, hey, we want to, you know, provide uh, students with scholarships to attend and potentially get a two-year degree, right? And so that is, that is a program in and of itself funded by Northwell. Uh, same thing with medical career scholars. I'm not that involved with that program, but that's separate and apart, but, but similar theme. The future ready component is it's a... It's something Northwell is the anchor partner of, but we're not, like, these are paid internships, right? And, but they're being paid through the city. So explain what an anchor partner is Absolutely. for our listeners. Absolutely. So the, this initiative, the Student Pathway Initiative, um, so the one prong, as I mentioned, is around apprenticeships. J.P. Morgan Chase and Accenture, those are examples of two companies who are anchor partners. So basically like the initial companies who are sponsoring apprenticeships for their uh, organization. On the Future Ready side, Northwell Health is the anchor partner on the Future Ready side. 
we're the first healthcare employer in the city to be involved in this. And, you know, it, it's, it's huge for us. So we are that initial um, company on the future ready side who has participated in this initiative. I'd like to hear from you, Saravi and Ayana, what has this experience been like for you? We'll start with you first, Saravi. Um, this, well, when I first, you know, when I heard about it, I had no idea what to expect because I'd never done anything like this or heard about anything like this. Um, so I really came in blind, like I had no idea. And the first week we had nursing rotations and we met a couple of nurses and they were like the most amazing people I've ever met. And which one of our locations did you do your nursing rotation? We went to Lenox Hill Hospital on 77th. My old stomping ground. I was there for 22 <laughs> glorious years. Yeah, love we Lenox love Hill. that hospital. Love Everyone yeah. is so great. And um, the experience so far has been perfect, I guess I can say. So describe perfect. What are some of the things that you did when you did your nursing um, rotation? Well, the first few days we, well, the first day we were, we became CPR certified. Then they asked us like what we're interested in. And then they had us go into like different departments. Like for me, it was psychiatry. And I got to get really like hands-on and talk to nurses and nurse practitioners and doctors in that field. How about you, Ayana? Did you have expectations coming into the hospital, any perceptions? And did that change for you once you were in the hospital? Um, I didn't have expectations. I didn't know what I was going to see, what it was going to be like. Um, I definitely thought it would be more like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Very hectic, you know. And well, it, wasn't it, is hectic, it could get hectic, but it wasn't. It was completely different. I got to see where I'd be in a few years from now. And that was the most profound thing to me to actually get hands-on experience. So one thing I must add is, you know how I stated before that I didn't have expectations? Mm -hmm. Now that I was able to experience these things, they set an expectation. So I know what I'm looking forward to. I know what it's gonna be like when I go into the medical field. And that for me is huge. Cause like I said, you know, there's people who dedicate years, time, money into something that they think they want to do. And once they get there, they're like, I can't do this. So this really helped set the bar, set the expectation of what I want and what it's going to look like for me. So that was really great. Yeah. And you're sure now that you want to be an OBJYN. I'm sure I want to be a surgeon. I'm om I'm leaning more towards becoming an OBGYN. But you're sure you want to get into healthcare? A hundred percent. Like that solidified it for me. Like I'm a hundred percent gonna be a doctor in the next like twelve years. So and I I'm not having babies anymore, but maybe my 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 kid or my grandchild. Who knows? Right, you imagine I deliver, deliver them. Right. Oh, yeah, you imagine. And is there, can I, uh, cause you mentioned something that just kind of sparked something for me was, and you might, if I, can I ask Ayana a question? Sure. Go ahead. You know, cause I was on you all's rotation during the spring break week. Right. And, um, but there was an experience that you happened to mention that was almost kind of like you mentioned, like life changing. You didn't really get into just yet, but I'd love for you to explain kind of what that was. Yeah. Honestly, words can't describe what that experience was for me. I went into it expecting that I was just going to be on the floor of labor and delivery with the nurse that I was shadowing. 
And it was pretty quiet when I first got there. I was still excited though, because you hear women giving birth in the background. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get to see where they get their scrubs, where they do this, where they do that, um, where they evaluate patients. And at first it was like that, but the nurse was like, hey, we're having a C-section and a sterilization right now. Let me ask the surgeon if you can go and experience that. And I was like, oh my God, like, oh my God, like this is so exciting. And she went and asked, she scrubbed in because it it's all our room. And she came out and she was like, and I was like super excited. I already had my scrubs on. So she gave me the little, the little net and like the booties and stuff. And um, there were so many things that go into a surgery, any procedure that I wasn't aware of. Like there was a whole station just for the baby. There was a nurse dedicated to that. Then the anesthesiologist was there, which is also really interesting to see the dynamic between the surgeon, the anesthesiologist and the nursing, the nurses. That was really interesting to me because I got to see how everybody worked together and without one, it doesn't work. And the baby was born. It was super emotional. I didn't cry, but I started to tear 100 (laughs) percent. And I'm not really a super emotional person, but I don't know, like I literally just watched a life be born. Like, that's like so profound. Like, there's a human that I watch be born and it's not my own child or a sibling or something, you know? So that was great. And to see these people become parents, it was just like, it was, it was, like I said, words can't describe. I'm so happy that you, you got that experience. And Ayana, these experiences, you will take with you forever. A hundred percent. That's why I'm like, I want to go into something with surgery and women's health. Like watching that, I have like a new respect for women. Like I'm not a parent and I won't be for a long time. But like I looked at my mother, my mother when I got home and I was like, wow. You did that for me. So what would you tell people, um, Saravi, about what would you tell your friends about this program? Um, I would tell them that even though like. It's the first time that this program has been organized and it's already so like well put together. And I can only imagine like how much better it's going to get with time Um, to any younger like underclassmen who might be thinking about joining this program. Like I would tell them to 100 percent do it if if they want to go into the healthcare field or if they're thinking about it, this definitely solidifies that decision. So I would encourage them. Brian, you mentioned that you yes. observed Saravi in an in a uh, experience that you think is noteworthy. Yeah, you want to so set that up for us? Definitely. So you, um, so initially when I was following you around, you were like, do, we were doing the um, it's like a workplace safety type of thing, and like yeah. if a patient were to were to attack, right? Like how how do we prevent our, our ourselves from from being harmed, right? So I saw that, which was interesting because then it all pair it with your psych ward experience. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that and how those experiences really impacted you, especially given that that's, that's an area you were very interested in. Well, one of the nurses told me that I was going to the psych ward and obviously I was really excited. And then she took me to like this class and then it was like, what are you going to do if a patient attacks you? And that's something that I never even thought about. Like if I were to work in a psych ward, like I never thought that would even happen. I didn't really know how to feel because I didn't realize that like, hey, maybe working here is actually, it can be dangerous. It's real. And they, and then I went to the psych ward with, I think a nurse practitioner and a nurse and it's a locked department and like she needed a key and we went in 
and there was a lot of security and there was one security guard who was like walking with me because, you know, the patients had never seen me. And so we go into the nurse's station and it was, that was also locked. And I got to talk to a nurse practitioner and he was the head nurse that day. And um, I asked him like, you know, what's your average day look like? And then in between our conversation, like patients were knocking on the door and like asking for, you know, they were like, can I get a towel? Can I have shampoo? And he was just telling me that the most important thing about working there is keeping a good relationship with the patients because you need to build that sense that of trust. trust. Because if they think that you're like out to get them, then they're not going to be comfortable with you and they're not going to trust you. So if you have a good relationship with all the patients, then it's a lot easier for you to like understand them and work with them. So it was, it was a, it was a great experience and I definitely want to do this. But initially, like when we came back to, to the circle, to the group and we were like, so how was your day? And I was like, <laughs> this is not for me. Like I'm so anxious. And it was just, it was scary at first, but I went home and I talked to my mom, who's a nurse and she was like, you know, you'll be fine. Like it's scary when you see it all at once, but once you go to school and you get used to it, then it's really not that bad. Ryan, what are your hopes for Saravi and Ayana and all the other students that are in this future ready NYC? Yeah. You know, I really hope, and I love hearing your stories, right? Like I said, it, it, it touched me when I, when I was, you know, a part of that rotation. Uh, but I really hope that, like you mentioned, that people really start to understand what healthcare all entails. I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, we, we'd love for you all to come and work for us, right? And so we'd, love, we'd love for you Absolutely. all to come, to come yeah. here, right? After being at Lenox Hill, we were like, I want to work here, I yeah, want to be we here. We love it. Fantastic. That, I love Lenox Hill as well, but we also have some hospitals. No, no, no. no. <laughs> also, just put yeah, in a plug yeah. for that. Of course. <laughs> Definitely. So we, we want students to to know what Northwell is about. We want, truthfully, students, there, there may be folks who, you know, a lot of these um, interns are seniors, not everybody's going to college, right? And that's okay. And if if you are not going to college and want to work, let's say you're taking a gap year or whatever the case may be, you can come and do something. Be a phlebotomist here. You can come be a medical assistant, right? You can be you can work in engineering. You can be an architect. You can be in real estate. You can be in PR, marketing, whatever. A podcaster. You could be a podcaster, right? <laughs> I mean, you can do so much. The big phrase that that you know the city uses for the program is really about career-connected learning that leads to economic viability. So we want folks to have their education be actually attached to something tangible so you all can actually see that. And what's great, and this is from the ninth graders all the way to the 12th, those careers actually make money and they make livable wages. And that's important, right? right. And sometimes you know, we may not talk about, like money is not everything, but let's, let's, let's be, real. be real. Like, you yeah. know, we, we need to survive, right? These are paid mm -hmm. internships. So what's great is that this is a paid opportunity for the students. Um, and what's also great is that students know in this, in this career, as an example, like we just did cytology, we could give an example of what the starting salary could be and what the, what we anticipate this field is going to be looking like over the next decade. Yeah. And that type of information, I mean, we've gotten, I mean, everybody is so engaged. I mean, from ninth graders to 12th, everybody's so engaged and they're asking really meaningful questions. And so that's how you know that you know, we're on to something. Amazing.
Thank you so much, ladies, for joining us here on 20 Minute Health Talk. And Brian Akar, I now know how to pronounce your name. <laughs> <laughs> I've been mispronouncing your name for months. And um, I will see you at Chopped. Yes. Yes, That you seems will. to be our meeting place. That's the meeting place. <laughs> Thank you for having us Thank on. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. And to our listeners, as always, Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Sandra Lindsay, and this has been another episode of 20 Minute Health Talk.